0: This episode of Guys Talking Sports is being brought to you by MyBookie.ag. The safest place to play. The only place I take my action. The only place I trust. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NFL, the results, the predictions that we placed for week 11. We also talk about the college football standings as the new rankings came out. Who is number one? number two, number three, and number four. We also talk about a little bit of the NBA and LeBron James, and we also talk about the New York Knicks and that rivalry that's starting to pop up. So get ready for another exciting episode of Guys Talking Sports, which starts right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love, appreciate all the support, everybody that's listening to us right now. But we're going to get right into it. I got my co-hosts with me, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross. So what's going on, fellas? Say hi to the people and tell. And let me know how everything is going
1: on in your world. What's up, everybody? Everything is going lovely in my world. Yeah, same here. It's It's another Tuesday.
2: The weather's getting a little chilly outside, but you know, outside of that, have got my health, i got my boys, and they can't actually much more.
0: Hear that, hear that, nothing like the love that we have for each other, and that's just, that's just how we do. But let's get right into it, we're going to talk about the NFL predictions that we placed last week, and... How we fared this week, from based off of the results from this past weekend. So, Adrian, you know, I know that you got the results there. So, let's get started. Give us the rundown.
2: All right. So, basically, week ten, Earl and myself both were eight and five, and Al, you came up on the short end of the stick at seven and six. Um, but for the most part, we all got some of the games right. But we got some of the games wrong too. <laughs> but uh some games that stick out for us as being all wrong. Well, at least I can say for me being a Niners fan and I'm repping my Niners jersey. And yet I went against the Niners and they win. Damn Giants. I'm sorry, sorry, Giants. But um
1: <laughs> Yeah, you might as well put your 49ers right in that bucket too, buddy.
2: <laughs> well I, I claimed we were sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i And I told you they they were they were bad too, <laughs> so we're both bad teams
2: <laughs> well, uh, I was hoping your team would be a lot better than my team, but I was proven wrong your team really is crap <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
2: we'll, <it> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll both be picking high in the draft, so it's all good. <laughs> This is straight, just like
0: straight. I'm just gonna just have to just tell how like, it is, like moment right now. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, but some games that kind of stand out. Um, we all picked the the Cowboys to win, and they later they later serious dud against the Falcons.
0: Very disappointing in the Cowboys for their performance on that.
2: And I, and it, it just goes to show that maybe Prescott just isn't as good as we think he could be. At least not right now, without Zeke being able to run the ball. Because obviously, the running backs that uh, the Dallas uh, the Dallas has do not compare to to Zeke Elliott as far as being able to hit those
1: holes. Because it's the same offensive lineman. I don't see why those running backs can't
0: be as productive as Zeke. But to be honest, how- <laughs> I went on the assumption that Zeke Elliott was going to play, being as though that he kept appealing those suspensions each and every week. So. I was going on the assumption that he was gonna be there. In well, my I, defense. In my defense.
2: <laughs> well, I heard that he could be possibly playing this week. I don't know.
1: No, he's not. No good. <laughs> just let the just let the boys just use this six game suspension, get it
2: over with hopefully that the Cowboys can, you know, go three and three and four and two and make the playoffs.
0: But we I, have to get we also have to get into the whole jerry jones situation after this as well
2: which one what do you do
0: now uh, you jerry jones was about you know about hiring lawyers to sue roger Cadell for his contract oh, yeah, yeah. and the fact is real quick that um majority of the owners told jerry jones to step a, step aside from doing that so
2: Right, okay, I did hear something about that. And the only other game that we all got wrong was the Redskins and the Vikings. I guess we took the positive steps that it did against the Seahawks, and then they laid a big dud against the Vikings.
1: So, yeah, that's the last time I put my faith in them Redskins, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, but,
0: go ahead, Earl.
1: Mm-hmm. I said, I was saying, yeah, that's we both, uh, we all we all were food.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Um, but quick shout out to Teddy Bridgewater, you know, on his emotional return. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was very admirable.
2: But if there was any game that kind of stuck out to you guys, uh, do you have a game that really just, just kind of tugged at you and was like, wow, like you didn't expect that from happening?
1: I mean, if any game, I probably would say, from my opinion, probably, I mean, the, the Cowboys in Atlanta, I didn't, you know, it was a question whether or not how they were going to be able to effectively run that offense without Ezekiel Elliott. But once their left tackle was out, you made, an average, uh, you made an average defensive lineman look like Lawrence Taylor in the backfield. Six sacks against, you know, on that Prescott alone. So, I mean, that left tackle, they left him out there all by himself. That should be criminal what they did to him. I mean. No help, no adjustments, no extra tight end on that side. He was a <coughs> a man on the island all by himself, and basically just got completely abused and embarrassed. And um, but you know, Cowboys faithful out there is always going to say, "Well, Dak Prescott still is a good guy, and you know he still are you know QB, a top elite QB." But they're going to say, "Oh, it was left tackle. It wasn't. It wasn't Zeke. Oh, it was Sean Lee. You know." you know not being there I'm like the defense got ran up it was getting ran up pretty good before Sean Lee went out so don't give me that one but I'll give him the left tackle was not there so that's an important spot but hey it's it's happened before I've seen Aaron Rodgers I've seen um Tom Brady play with their um am starting left tackles out and still and still do well so Yeah, no, I agree with you on that.
0: I, I I, mean, it was amazing the fact that he took a break. during, Like, it was a time when he took a break. He came back and still got, like, the sack four or five. And, like, he was just – it was just, like, nobody even covered him. It was like he was just – it was like a breeze for him. Like, it was just so – it was so crazy, that game. Um
1: yeah, it was at one point you had Dak Prescott sitting on sitting on the bench and guys coming up behind the patent him on his back talking about it's gonna be okay, man. Don't worry about it. Go back out there and got got lit up again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it was just it was crazy. Like and we, and the guy that got the sex, he you know, it was just like a normal day. Like it, it it was good to see him. Um get kudos to that because Atlanta was definitely missing for the most part. Um, in the NFL, and if they want to get back to being that Super Bowl team, they need to start with their defense more, you know, now more than ever. And it looks like they're starting to catch stride now. Um, I, thought the biggest, I thought the biggest surprise for me was the Saints and Bills. I really thought that the Bills would give much more of a competition, and instead, you know, the Saints ran them out the building, like beating them by over 30-something points. Um, I really thought it was going to be a much more closer game. I thought the Bills were playing like they were truly trying to compete in the AFC East. And now that with um, the Patriots playing like the way that we know the Patriots are playing, I thought that they would at least take the opportunity to be more competitive in in the game against the Saints. Um, But unfortunately that didn't happen, so we'll see how things play off going forward. But kudos to the Saints for, you know, even though getting rid of Adrian Peterson, they're still doing their thing and putting up – um, some surprisingly offensive, great offensive numbers. Um, outside of the Rams, I think they're one of the highly decorative art offenses um, going on right now. So um, kudos to them.
2: Yeah. I think I'm going to go with two games. I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm going to go with the Lions and the Browns and the Bears and the Packers. Uh reason why i'm going with the lions and the browns is because one just when you think the browns are taking a step forward they take like two steps back um, because how do they go for a qb sneak and they're like on the 2 yard line and they don't get they don't get the ball and nowhere close to the goal line one.
0: Oh man, I saw that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was probably when it was like, "Yo, how can I top the um the trade <laughs> that they almost should have had for their QB?" It's like they try to top each other. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. That was funny. I'm sorry.
2: But um, that that I just had to. That was just mind boggling to me. But the Bears and the Packers because. Um, Brett Hundley actually played uh, pretty well for the Packers, and the Packers pulled out the victory. victory. So, you know, when the, the Packers coach, uh, McCarthy, said, Did you know, we're going to run with our QB, we have great faith, maybe it just took a little bit of time before Hundley was able to put a, a complete game underneath his belt, because he was making some pretty good, th- uh, pretty good throws in that game. And uh the Packers defense played really well. I mean, yes, you're saying you're playing the Bears and Trubinsky, but um it was still a pretty good victory. And I, I gotta give props to the Packers for that. And I you know, I just hope one day the Browns will turn around and play decent.
0: All right, so then let me ask you a question. Do you think the Browns will get their first win before um and if so, um I I mean, when do you think the Browns is going to eventually get their first win? Do you think it's going to be in the next couple of weeks? Oh, no.
2: no. I I think that they will – they have to give their coach at least one more year. Um,
0: See how the Deshaun Kaiser experience goes for two years. Okay. All right. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, th- before you continue, let me throw this at both of you guys. All right. Because I got the Brown schedule up in front of me right now. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, week 11, they have Jacksonville.
2: Heck no. Jacksonville. No,
0: no. Okay. All right. So, all right. Week 12, they have the Bengals. No. I, guess, I can see that.
2: If Marvin
1: Lewis want to coach next year, no. <laughs> no, I can see them beating the Bengals and Marvin Lewis still being the coach. All right. Um
0: <laughs> Week 13 they got the um the Los Angeles Rams. No. No. All right. 14 they got Green Bay. No.
1: No. Mm, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I, All right. 15 they, they, I say they
0: they shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Week 15, they got Baltimore.
2: Where? Where's the game?
0: The game is in Cleveland.
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,
2: yeah.
1: I can see it, but I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right. So then week 16, they got Chicago. And week 17,
1: they got Pittsburgh.
2: Maybe Chicago, but definitely not Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> Maybe Pittsburgh, depending if they got stuff locked up and they want to sit players. It's a possibility because that's the last game of the season. And if Pitt going into the playoffs, and they want to rest some cats, depending on who they arrest, I don't know. So do you think
0: things look kind of like – down for Cleveland right now because uh, it's already down. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but you know what I'm saying because they, I mean, can we honestly say that the Browns will go winless this season? It's
1: it's, a high. it's, a, it's highly possible. I think there might be one or two games, depending on how the ball bounces. Where he might be able to eke out a win, but I'd give him just one. I wouldn't probably give him two. <laughs> Okay. I was trying to
0: get y'all to tell me like if there is a one win that the Cleveland Browns can get, which would it be? But I'll I'll let that I'll I'll let that slide and we'll continue on.
1: <laughs> like I said, some scary stuff in there. I mean, in the beginning of the season they were losing, but they were actually playing pretty good. But now I don't know. It's just the Bengals, I could see it. Um the Steelers, they shouldn't, but like I said, it all depends on if they're going into the playoffs, you know, wanting to rest players and put in backups. Even the backups might still smoke them, but that could be a – that could be – I think if if I had to tag one, I could probably say that last game of the season as long as the Steelers got everything sold up and they don't want to risk injuring anybody.
2: Uh, <laughs> you know, I if you would have asked me would the Niners beat anybody, I would have said no. But, um, (laughs) obviously, he played the bum Giants, and then everything changes. Uh, So, I mean, I guess it's possible. If I were to see at least one game, possibly Baltimore, because it's in Cleveland and Baltimore, you just don't know what team you're going to get with Baltimore. But outside of that, I really don't see a victory. And and I think think Hugh Jackson needs at least one, maybe two, to save his job for the season.
1: Mm. But it's it's the Cleveland Browns. I mean – He's not a miracle worker. I mean, they just draft bad. How do you just, you know, pass up on, you know, QB talent like that and then pick – and then, and then do a reach with the QB from uh, Notre Dame? Because he wasn't even all that, you know, highly talented coming out of Notre Dame.
0: No, but you got to understand that. It's not just about – I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but he's not a miracle worker. But the whole organization from management top down is what needs to be fixed. It's not the coach. It's the, the people that are actually like the GM and up who is actually picking these players, the scouting, the scouters, the scouting department. <laughs> the ones that recommending these players. Like those are the people that need to be held accountable. Shouldn't be the head coach. It should be the, 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 those, those coaches above that. Like the head coach should not have be accountable for people that's picking bad players to be a part of the organization. I'm sorry. You know, the organization was a joke when they when they excited instead of putting that trade deal to go through. So, you
2: know, and there was rumor out there that they tried to trade for. Uh, for uh, try to get uh, what's his name back from the Redskins um, Terrell Terrell Pryor. Why? Wow. Because they need they need receiver help.
1: Any receiver help, any offensive lineman help, any actual QB. <laughs> well, I I'm sure this, prior, I'd be glad where I'm at.
2: <laughs> I tell you this, Josh Gordon is about to get reinstated real quick. <laughs> they need him on the field.
1: <laughs> that's
0: not going to even matter because in about a game or two, they they're going. he's going to do something They go right back out.
2: I hope not. I hope not. This is his last chance. Oh, well, I have talk about this all day. Well, let's go ahead and get into this week 11 prediction. All right, gentlemen. Let's first start off with the Thursday nighter. Titans, Steelers, in Steeltown. What you got?
1: Uh, I'm going with Steelers. Uh,
0: I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – Thursday night and it's in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Steelers. I'm
2: gonna go with the Steelers too, but I'm not liking the way they.
0: Yeah. Play,
2: right. They play real. They coming out the gate real slow nowadays.
0: Yes, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. All right. Next up is the Jags versus the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> <West laughs> Let's play
1: well, let me let me disappoint all you 49ers fans that are extra mad that we lost to you guys. But sorry, Browns will still be owing whatever, and you still want to have another shot at getting that first round pick from Niners fans. That's why you're really mad at talking about the Giants up, because you <laughs> wanted us to beat you so you can still be the top runner for that first round pick. Sorry to disappoint.
2: <laughs> yes, we want to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: At least you're being honest. Um, so, Jags are gonna win, Browns are gonna be O and ten. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I I I don't know about this one. Because Jacksonville hasn't shown anything as far as consistency is concerned. Um but then again, so as in Cleveland, so I I gotta go with Jacksonville at this point.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jags too, just because No, the Browns ain't win. All right, next up is uh
1: the Buccaneers versus the Dolphins in Miami. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins on this one.
0: Uh, All right. You said you going with the Dolphins? They're in Miami. Yep. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins.
2: Yeah. Um. I might go. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Bucks. And that's just because. Um, that's because Dolphins suck. <coughs>
1: We got technical difficulties going over there?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thinking this should be better as far as the, the feedback. Testing, we good?
0: Yeah, we good.
2: Cool, cool, cool. I want
0: right. say this. I'm sorry, before you jump in, I will say this. I, I'm still leaning about that the Cleveland-Jacksonville because – I can see Jacksonville taking a complete one eighty the way this NFL season is. We talk about it now talking about Cleveland and they turn around next week and win a game.
1: Don't
0: prove me wrong. Shoot. No, am not. I'm still going with Jacksonville, but I, I just see it just seems as though that since we're talking about Cleveland, it's gonna be one of those weeks where they turn around and win like they you know, play like magnificent football. So
2: Well, that's well. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, I'd (laughs) agree. Ravens, Packers, and playing in Green Bay.
0: I'm gonna go with Green Bay.
1: I think I'll go with the Ravens. Ooh, it's gonna be cold. It's Lambo. Uh, I'll go with Packers. All right, here's Lions playing in chi Town. I'll go with the, I'll go with the um the Lions. Stafford is playing you know pretty pretty solid at the moment, so I'll take the Lions with yeah, the points. I, you said with the points? Yeah. Wow. Okay. wow. I agree
0: with you about the Lions winning. I don't know about the points, but I do agree with the Lions. I'll take the Lions as well.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, the defense is pretty good. Trubisky ain't really showing me nothing. Plus, the wide receiver depth for Chicago is really thin. So. This is going to be an interesting game. Rams-Vikings in Minnesota. I, gotta go. I got to
0: go – I Rams, Vikings, I got to go with the Rams.
2: Now, I must preface, I believe that the Vikings has a top five defense in the NFL.
0: Yeah, but, I, you know, golf is – their offense right now is just on all cylinders right now. And until a defense I know – until a defense that can stop them from scoring um, on a consistent basis, you know, like – I, I got to go with the Rams. Like offense right
1: now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Rams offense with this one. They're 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 firing pretty good right about now, so I think they got enough firepower to overcome the, the Vikings with this one.
2: Hmm. This is gonna be an interesting matchup. Uh, <clears throat> I think the Vikings are seven and two or eight and two. They're one of the top teams in the NFC. Rams are playing lights out. Man. Hmm.
0: They're both 7-2. and two.
2: Uh, whew, That's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings just because I think that their defense can slow them down. All right. Texans Cardinals playing in Houston.
1: Jeez. I want to pick the Texans, but uh, I... Did. Tom Savage. They, have, they, they have they have no identity without the Sean Watson at QB at the moment. I mean, we gotta go with Tom Savage or whoever's the QB at the moment. I don't know. I mean, and the Cardinals aren't even playing that. I feel more comfortable. I'll go with the Cardinals. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm holding my nose with that one too. I'm I'm also go with the Cardinals as well. I don't. I trust
0: their QB a lot more than I would trust Houston's right now.
2: Same here, same here. All right, sir. Oh, I should say sirs. Next up is the Chiefs versus the Giants. <laughs>
1: in the Meadowlands, in the swamp. Or I'll well, let I'm you pick that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I, um. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well.
2: Yeah, I'm picking Chiefs because if anybody lets the Niners win, you gotta suck. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so mad, so mad. You should yes. be hoping that the, you should be hoping that the um, the, the Browns win the, all their games after this.
2: Oh man, I, you see here, Here's my dilemma. It's like even if the Niners were to lose out the rest of the, the rest of the season, and they keep Garoppolo, do we still go after a quarterback?
1: No, nah, y'all, y'all got Garoppolo. I mean, he's proven. I mean, you probably go after – you could go after the running back from Penn State.
2: Uh, I think we are at a running back. I, I think more so we we need to do the Harbaugh experiment when he came in the first year. The first two picks, we picked offensive linemen. There you go. And shore up that line. But, you know, hey, we can talk draft when it gets close to the end of the season. Uh, all right. Next up is Redskins versus Saints in New Orleans.
0: I got the Saints. Redskins disappointed me. Yeah, they suck.
1: I'm gonna go with the Saints as well. I don't think they got the defense to contain Drew Brees tossing them on touchdowns. If it gets into a shootout, I trust the Saints more than the than the Redskins.
2: Dude, the, the Saints scored six rushing touchdowns last week. <laughs>
1: Which is highly unusual (laughs) for them. Exactly. You got to worry about run and pass with them nowadays.
2: And to think they had AP on the squad, they weren't doing that. Mm. Must have been some bad karma. Oh, well. Next up is the Bills versus the Chargers. Playing in San Diego. And I believe that uh, the Chargers QB – is under concussion watch because I think he self-reported a concussion.
0: I really want to, I really want to really pick Bills, but man, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna pick the Bills because maybe this is a revenge game of how how bad they played this this past week.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they play like pure garbage.
1: Garbage played better than them. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not going to go with the Bills.
2: (laughs) Chargers, it is. Um, For me, I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to pick the Bills because I'm I'm curious to see how um, the cat that they picked up from um, the wide receiver from uh, Charlotte is going to play now that he has a second week or third week in the – working with their plays and getting familiar with Tyrod Taylor. So I'm going to give the Bills a shot. Uh, Next up is uh, Bengals-Broncos play.
1: Did he freeze? He froze, and I was thinking his pick was Bengals and and Broncos. Um, That is –
0: the Broncos, man, they just they're just not where they should be. And, you know, with a good reason, of course. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think the Bengals is going to do I mean, to be honest, it's really a toss-up, but I'm going I'm to pick the Bengals at this point. I'll
1: go with the Bengals, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with
2: Next up is uh, Pats versus Raiders in Oakland.
0: Patriots are playing too well now. They're really hot. I can't
1: deny them. Yeah, I'll go with the Patriots on this one as well.
2: Hmm. This is a game Oakland needs to win. And if they want to show that they're a team deserving of making the playoffs, they need to make a statement against the Patriots. I'm going to go with Oakland.
0: And just think, like, before it started, we were talking about um, Patriots being like two and two, (laughs) how, you know, bad they were starting off. And now look at them winning five straight. Right.
2: (laughs) Next up. And the Sunday nighter is the Eagles versus them boys in Dallas. That's
1: uh, gonna be the Eagles for me. Definitely the Eagles
0: for me.
2: Yeah, them boys look good.
0: <laughs> for now.
2: I mean, hey, I mean, playoffs is a whole different ball of wax. But I mean, for right now, boy, the Eagles are flying high.
1: Yeah, I keep telling my Eagles co-workers, y'all blow it in, as usual.
2: <laughs> oh, in the Monday night game, Falcons versus Seahawks. Richard Sherman in the Legion of Boom is out for the rest Mine of the Mine is season.
1: Richard Sherman, yeah.
2: Right, right, out with that Achilles.
1: I think I'm going to go with the uh, Atlanta. I think Atlanta is going to get on the roll.
0: I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Seattle. Yeah, I think I'm still gonna run with Seattle myself. Um,
2: they still got a, a, a very good front seven, and still got Russell Wilson back there that's doing what he do. So, still got a chance. All right, gentlemen. Well, that is. Oh, that was the Monday Nighter. So that's the end of Week 11. Good luck to all of you. Uh, hopefully. Curious to see how week eleven turns out come next week.
0: Yes, and we do we i mean we would love to see how this all plays out uh going forward um looks like we, we we're <laughs> picking our spots uh, between the teams that we have, so we'll see how this plays out, and we we'll continue to see how things play out every week um dealing with NFL, but for right now, we're gonna take a quick pause and a quick break to thank our sponsors. For supporting us at this time.
2: Holiday cash. You need it, and I know where to get it. My Bookie is the place to score some serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. While that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's a lot of football, basketball, hockey games you can score big on every day. Man up or woman up you don't discriminate play like the pros on game day you can play the money line side or total my bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on and if you want to make the money betting the games you gotta go to mybookie.ag they're the only site guys talking sports recommend we trust them But you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 50% bonus. Use promo code GUYS TALK to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: All right, we'd like to thank mybookie.ag again for supporting us. Um, And for all those sponsors out there, those that are looking for sponsorships as well, um, you can always reach out to us and let us know. And we're happy to support and sponsor um, and support and and showcase what you have to offer. So again, thank you. So let's get right back into it. Um, Is there anything else that you guys wanna talk about uh, I know there's a lot of NBA action going on right now, um, but is there anything else that you guys would like to mention that's out there right now? Oh, well, the, 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 the college rankings just dropped.
2: Uh, the top four teams is Alabama's at one, Clemson's at two, uh, Miami is third. And Oklahoma is four. Wisconsin comes in at number five. And Auburn is at six.
1: Well, I mean, uh, no surprises. I definitely thought Miami was definitely going to jump high up in the mix. Um, I wasn't really sure about where Clemson was going to rank, but – I definitely thought it was going to definitely be Alabama was number one. Then it was probably going to be Miami around maybe three or four. But, you know, to me, no surprise with this one, at least for the moment. No, nah, I agree. I think they have this
0: one. It, I think this one definitely is spot on um, as far as the other one. I mean, you know, we all we, we all knew for a fact that Notre Dame really wasn't as strong as people kept thinking that they were. Um, so seeing the, the new number, the, the new rankings out there, it seems like it solidifies what majority of people have been saying all along.
2: Uh, I'm curious to see if Miami's going to run the table and how they'll finish. Uh, how they finish out the rest of the season? I know they played Virginia this weekend, which they should easily win that game. But uh, I think Miami still has. Uh I'll tell you in a second, I think Miami still has Clemson on their on their schedule. so they play Clemson December 2nd. So that'll be the game right there. Eventually, if Miami runs the table and Clemson still is still uh, still and runs the rest of their table, one of them is going to knock each other out.
1: And you still have Georgia that probably is more than likely is probably going to meet, you know, Alabama, you know, in the SEC championship game. So you definitely have, you know, the Iron Bowl game. So, you know, there's still some opportunities where maybe Alabama could take that loss to Georgia. I don't see it, but, I mean, these top fours I think might is going to still fluctuate between now and the time, you know, everything is said and done. I don't think the four that we see right now are going to be the four Going the only team I can probably say that might still be there was is probably Alabama. Everybody else: Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma. You don't know. Well, Oklahoma,
2: they uh, they have as good a good shot as any. They uh, they close out this season. They play Kansas this week, and then they they round out the season against West Virginia. Um. so West Virginia is still has an opportunity. If we beat Texas this week and we face Oklahoma in the last week before the Big 12 championship, oh boy, if West Virginia knocks off Oklahoma, all hell's going to break loose at that point.
1: Yeah, and Wisconsin is still, you know, you know they're 7-0. and If they win the Big East, I mean, the Big East, the Big 10, I mean, they, they definitely have an argument to make to be up in the mix as well.
0: Which is going to in turn go back to another question that we always have, which we knew was going to be like the four teams at the end of the day is going to be up there. Can that fifth one make an argument to maybe somewhere down the road, increase the playoffs um, seedings from maybe instead of the top four, probably end up be talk about now being the top, you know, six. You know, and eventually going down that road because everybody's going to have a legitimate shot or a legitimate argument, um, and should be contending for the national championship.
2: Yeah, um, I still think that uh, the Big Ten West schedule is tends to be a little weaker than the the, the, the East, but uh, when you had Iowa, Iowa pull off that 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 huge win over Ohio state and they killed him. As a matter of fact, uh, it, it was, it, it really shook up the, uh, the big 10. Now if Ohio state plays this, uh, plays Wisconsin with, in the big 10 championship, I don't see, I don't see Ohio state losing that game, but you know, Ohio state has that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of thing. Um, where they may show up for one game and then don't want to show up for the next game. So who knows? It'll, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. Um, and then all, through all of this, then you also have the Pac-12 that's not being represented in the, in the, in the top four either. So, you know, they still may have a say in it when it's uh, done. So
1: Yeah. I mean, there's going to be definitely be cases where you can, they're going to think you can open up, you know, you need to open up to about, you know, additional two more teams. Um, I mean, because you don't really have a dominant. I mean, outside of Alabama, and even Alabama hasn't looked all that, you know, dominant. I mean, I mean, let's let's keep it all real. I mean, Mississippi, that thing was very questionable up until about midway of that fourth quarter, and you know, they just a couple of balls could have went, you know, Mississippi State's way. Alabama was about to take that out. So, I mean, in my opinion, there's not one. Dominant college football team right now this year, which I actually think is a good thing because there's teams that have one losses. the the water the playing field I guess with the top guys seems to be a little bit more even, and I think it's going to make them for more compelling arguments if it, if it continues or trends like this over the next two or three years, where you can make arguments. Well, how can a one-loss team be in with a no-loss team that wins their Power Five conference? So. I think once those arguments starts getting in, you're going to see them open up two more. But I think we're probably at least maybe a good two or three years away from that. Yeah,
0: but like you said, that there is going to be some type of argument no matter what. Um, and we we talked about this plenty of times. Like you know, of needing balance when it comes to dealing with college football and. Um, how they are organizing all this, you know, And I, to be honest, the, the playoff system is definitely right now something that is beneficial for college football. I know that before they, they didn't think that highly of it, but I think in hindsight now the NCAA is at a point where they're like, all right, we gotta understand now why this playoff system is in place because you know, every, like you said, every team out there that is fighting for their chance knowing that if they lose a certain amount of games, they're not going to be able to make it in there, you know, it just makes it that much important. And seeing that these people are just, you know, seeing that these teams are fighting for it, it just gives another element to the excitement of what college football is all about. So.
1: And I've always said and stated, and they'll never do it because there's so, there's so much backlash to it. The only perfect playoff system. It's basically take all your, you know, your conference champions, whether they have a playoff system or not, throw them into the playoffs and, and, and let the chips fall where they may. I
0: agree. Yeah, too much money.
1: <laughs> Which, like I said, there's so much. That's the only – that's the perfect solution. I
2: agree. I agree. Well, I know we're coming close to time, but – uh What is everybody's take on the LeBron versus the world situation in New York?
0: Well, um, I know here up in in the New York area, I don't know if you guys saw the the post that um, LeBron James had on with him and the rest of the Cleveland Cavaliers riding the subway um, to their practice um, before playing the Knicks. And one of the guys that was there um, who didn't want to – be take who didn't want to take the picture um, or the video when they're being included in the video that dude is becoming an overnight sensation like he's been on every local TV spot. Say that
1: again. I missed the last part.
0: um, In LeBron James video of him riding the subway he panned over to a a guy that was sitting next to him and he didn't want to be videoed he didn't even know who LeBron James was. Um, so he didn't want to be filmed and everything. He was basically, it was like, y'all just complaining the fact that, you know, he was breaking all these rules when you ride the New York subway about manscaping and all that stuff. Didn't know that the dude was LeBron James. But what I'm saying is that he's now overnight cessation. He's been on local TVs. That's you know, <laughs> the dude that didn't want to sit next to LeBron James. Um, um, but neither here or there. LeBron saying that he's the king of New York was kind of like, you know, a jab and to be honest he couldn't and this is what i responded back to lebron james on instagram as well like you know you really can't say you're the king of new york because truth be told cleveland didn't beat brooklyn in you know the brooklyn um nets in brooklyn so if you would have if you would have beaten brooklyn then i could I, you would have a right to say you're the king of new york but you didn't beat brooklyn so it was self-proclaimed so I said that, and then I know Ron S. Hollis Jefferson said that, and reposted um, that. I mean, or said something similar to that on Instagram as well. But the whole thing is, is that LeBron James is basically staking his claim all over. He's a businessman, so I don't consider him being the king of New York. But he's the self-proclaimed king. That's what everybody's been calling him. So I don't have no problems with him saying what he said. But it was just, you know, it out of context. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think um, the, you know these were words between him and, and Phil Jackson, which Phil Jackson actually started. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, he was taking he was taking a, a direct jab at Phil Jackson by bringing in the rookie, who basically he has no he has nothing to do whatever beef that him and him and Phil Jackson got. So why you got to bring in a the dude's name? Yeah, maybe they should have went with the guy from North Carolina State. He had some questionable character issues, why not just the Knicks, but a few teams steered clear of them. I'm going to hear you calling out the GMs of the other people that didn't pick, you know, the dude from NC State. So, however, but um, you know what? I The Knicks have been very laissez-faire over the last, what, 10 years? I mean, this is the first time I've seen some actual pushback and fight from them. I mean, you know, the old Knickerbockers back in our, in our heyday in the mid-'90s. LeBron James would have been hitting the deck multiple times, crying about it getting up as well. So I am glad Eric Cantor got all up in his face and was and was getting at him. I mean, people just take this, you know, oh, we can't do this or do that to LeBron James. Screw that. I mean, you know, call him out as you see him. I mean, don't back down. Show some fight. I mean, that's what the New York Knicks fan base likes. They don't, I mean, you're going to come here and, and say you're the so-pro king, king of New York. You know, that's – that's your opinion, but I mean, I am glad that Eric Cantor, you know, whether he was in the right or wrong, got in his face and you know showed some backbone to fight to LeBron James because at the end of the day, he's a very petty, thin-skinned, you know, king of Akron.
0: Well, I will say this: in 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 all honesty, like if you're going to do that and if you're going to stick up for yourself. You cannot, and I repeat, would not be outscored 43 to 20-something in the fourth quarter and blow a 20-something point lead when you had them on the ropes. There is no reason, and I mean no reason whatsoever, that you're letting Kyle Korver out shooting the whole team. He shouldn't have been open after the first two shots, but yet y'all continue to let him be open. It should have been no way Cleveland got away with that win. So if you're gonna talk that you're tough and like you said, I, I commend Canter for for backing up his 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 rookie. I mean, he should have done that. Somebody should have done that. And I'm glad he done it. But if you're going to do that as a team, don't I don't wanna you, you better stick up and make sure that you beat them and blow them out. Fourth quarter should that shouldn't have never happened. And no. That's really, I mean, that should been that should have never happened, never happened. Especially if you're so adamant about beating King James, you make sure that you beat him. Don't, don't be on a brink and then just fold like that. Because all that talk you do after that is just, is just nothing.
2: Right? He just points up to the scoreboard and say, "Look."
0: <laughs> and, and to be honest, and, and to be honest, he really got the last laugh. Like. I mean, he, he, if he's saying something and he came and actually backed it up, Even you know, even though the team was down by 20-something in the third quarter, they came back and won. So you can't – you really don't have anything to say after that fact. You know, he could post Instagram posts of him standing over um, the Knicks center-state court because, truth be told, y'all didn't put no fight in it to stop him from winning that game.
1: Actually it should have been him and um and Kyle Corver standing over that next because it was Kyle Corver's 19 in the fourth quarter that won that game, not necessarily King James, but, but and but that's yeah, neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, but no, but to be honest, that's what the problem is, because they don't give credit where credit is due when it comes to dealing with LeBron James.
2: Do you think do you think Cleveland is bored
0: right now? Yes. I think so, without question. That's my opinion, but I
1: think so. Uh Bored, but they're they're a flawed team. They don't play defense.
2: Though they they seem to have played a little defense last night. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but they uh I say I, just, I think just like Golden State, they started off the season they're bored. Golden State is down a little Wayne Street, but um I think I think Cleveland is going to get it, get themselves together. I just think they're really really bored.
0: Uh, and I will say this. I I will say this whoever whoever you know when LeBron does become free agency whoever whatever team that LeBron chooses to decide whether he stays in Cleveland and goes someplace else, you have to understand that if you get LeBron James, you've got to understand that you're also sacrificing
1: the future of your team for the next couple of years yeah, Cleveland is a very old team and and LeBron likes to play with people who he's comfortable with, his hand-picked people that he knows and can get along, get around with. I mean, ideally, you know, when he came to, you know, when he came to Cleveland, they would have kept Andrew Wiggins. But they let him go and they brought in everybody else and made the team extremely old. So now it's like a semi-old team. If he goes to the Lakers, that's a young team. He's not going to go to the Lakers, I don't think, because – they have a lot of young pieces and you would really have to move a lot of young people to bring some opium because LeBron just doesn't want to just start from, you know, square one and try to build up a team. He wants to start at square nine, get some pieces, be at 10 and then run it. So like you said, whatever team he goes to is not going to necessarily be a young team. It's going to be a team that has some pieces to it. He can add on a few more and not work as hard. So I totally agree.
0: And I'm, I'm telling you this right now, as an NBA executive, whatever team that LeBron signs on, if I'm an NBA executive, the first thing I will do once I know which team LeBron is on, especially if he moves from Cleveland to another team, I will look at whatever options are out there to see whatever pieces that I can get in return from that young pieces that I can get in return for a veteran player that I may have because that would be the quickest way to build a future with young pieces and picks for someone that's going to be going to a, another team. I mean, that's how I would see it. Any veteran pra- players, I would say, hey, look, they're available. Um, What do you have for young talent? You know, what are you going to get for young talent? And that's how I would do a business at this point.
1: That's good. I mean, I think for me, I think at least with, with Cleveland, I won't really get nervous to him until once Isaiah Thomas comes in and then you give him, you know, about a, maybe like two or three weeks to kind of get himself in the basketball shape. and get adjusted to the team. So whenever he comes back, I'm assuming he's probably going to be maybe, well, at least what, beginning of the year. I think they're targeting him for right now. Unless he comes back sooner, but at least beginning of the year. I think – you have to look at the Cleveland Cavaliers after the All-Star break. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. Right, now, right now, I think it's kind of hard to tell because they don't got all the pieces in place. But after the All-Star break, once they got Isaiah Thomas back, if they're still looking, you know, not that good, then I think you definitely have, you know, to be nervous. But right now, I think, like you said, I think it's probably partially bored. But I think they are they are a flawed team
0: yeah yeah all right well i know that we're already pressed for time so we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out um so i'm gonna let you guys go ahead and let them know where they can reach you at
1: all right everybody out you can reach me uh <clears throat> you can reach me on the gram snapchat uh twitter at j-e-r-o-s-s seven at
2: and you know me. I never remember what mine is. But I think it's cat daddy one nine six three. Once again, that's cat daddy one nine six three on Twitter.
0: And of course you can find me on I am outqualls. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. Again, that is I am outqualls. Um I'd like to thank all our sponsors that are checking us out, that's sponsoring us. Um, also if you have any questions or any comments that you would like to say, please feel free. We just Reach out to us on Twitter, reach out to us on Instagram or wherever is available. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to SoundCloud, subscribe to iTunes, as well as the Google Podcast. So make sure you subscribe there. Um, But I'd like to thank you guys for checking us out. And until next week when we talk more sports, again, this is Al Qualls. And now we're signing
1: off. Two.